Welcome to the Faith to Change Your World broadcast with Brother Chidi Aiko. The ever-brightening path of the just. The ever-brightening path of the just. What does the Bible say? Let's look at Proverbs 4.18. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.18 that the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Please underline in your Bible the words more and more. Why? Because this is the most important description of the kind of shining that we as believers are supposed to enjoy on the earth. More and more. If you look at this, it is best explained in the TLB version. The Living Bible, Proverbs 4.18. It says, But the good man, the just or righteous, walks along in the ever-brightening light of God's favor. The dawn gives way to the morning splendor. So it means that even after coming out from the darkness or from the night and then you're eventually getting into the dawn and then they say the breaking of the dawn, that dawn you think you've seen and when you see the dawn, you think you've seen it all. No, the dawn continues to give way to the morning splendor. This is what you are supposed to enjoy. Your path is supposed to be ever brightening as we see in the living, in the, in the, in the living Bible. That a good man walks along in the ever-brightening light of God's favor. So, what the King James Version calls more and more, as I told you to underline earlier, is what the Living Bible describes as ever-brightening. Forever-brightening. As a believer, please remember every time of your life that your path should be forever-brightening. Your path, your life, should shine brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. It, it is supposed to go brighter and brighter at infinitum. Just keep going brighter and brighter. So you see, the stories of uh, when I used to be rich, uh, when my father used to be rich or when he used to be wealthy or that man used to be wealthy at some point, that is not God's view. You are, so, you are not supposed to have a yesterday that is greater than your tomorrow. You are not supposed to have a yesterday that is greater than your today. So God, God's original will for us all is to enjoy the kind of path that shineth brighter and brighter, that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. What is this perfect day, you may ask? Brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. So, you may want to ask, what is this perfect day? What is the perfect day? Uh, well, I would like to describe the perfect day as the day Jesus comes, when rapture sounds eventually, or the day you go to meet Jesus. So, that is the, the, the perfect day for you. The day you go to meet Jesus or the day rapture comes. So, that is, the, that, that, that is the perfect day. You are expected to shine brighter and brighter and brighter until the day you go to meet Jesus or the day Jesus eventually comes. This is the portion of every Christian and every believer. But many people are not experiencing this. You are supposed to experience an ever-brightening path. 
you are supposed to enjoy continuous increase in life and in the things that you do, you are never supposed to decrease until the day you meet Jesus. Someone may ask then, what about Job? Job's story was a test. It was a unique story of test. We saw in the Bible from Job 1 where the the Bible said that the devil came before um, the gathering of God and then uh, God asked him, uh, where are you coming from? And he said, walking to and for the earth. And he said, have you considered my servant Job? And we know the rest of the story. But what did God do? Every progress that Job should have made during the period of that test, God added it to his latter end. God added all those periods, all those brighter and brighter, all those more and more. God added it to the latter end of Job. And so the Bible said that his latter end was far greater than his beginning. This was why God increased him greatly, much more than his beginning. Because his past was supposed to be shining brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. The increase of Job was the product of his latter end. And this is very important. As a believer, no matter the kind of challenge we face on earth, our path and our life is supposed to be shining brighter. It is supposed to be as the shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. It is supposed to shine brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Do not accept anything less. Don't accept anything less. Many Christians do not experience this. Why? Because they do not know that they have a right to an ever-brightening life. They don't know that their path is supposed to be ever-brightening. They don't know that they are supposed to shine more and more. And this is why the gospel is preached. And this is why we have been sent to preach the gospel of the kingdom so that men can see and take what is the riches of their glorious inheritance in Christ. In Haggai 2.9, what did the Bible say? Let's go there. In Haggai 2.9, what did the Bible say? The Bible says in Haggai 2.9 that the Lord of hosts, God himself, said something very important here. God himself, he said that the glory of the latter end shall be greater than that of the former. The glory of the latter end shall be greater than that of the former. The glory of the latter days shall be greater than that of the former. That's what it means. It means that the glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. It means that your end shall be greater than your beginning. This is a kingdom principle. This is a kingdom reality. Your end, in its real sense, is bigger and way mightier than your beginning. But many people have yesterdays that are better than today and this is not God's will. This is never God's will. Instead of arguing blindly, accept Accept this spiritual truth. Accept it. Your today should never be greater than your tomorrow. Never. Irrespective of whatever challenge you may face in the future. Your today should never and must never be greater than your tomorrow. Instead of judging based on your human realities or your human experiences, believe the word of God. Believe the scriptures. Believe it. 
Believe it. Let God be true. Let his word be true and every man a liar. Let God be true and every man a liar. Let God be true and let his word be true and every circumstance or reality, physical reality, a liar. You are supposed to have a better tomorrow that is never less than today. Nevertheless, the more you believe in this reality, in this kingdom truth, the more you believe and stay conscious of this God-revealed truth, the more it becomes your physical reality, the more it will work for you. Instead of arguing and saying, ah, I don't believe that, I don't believe that, you will remain the way you are. You will remain like that. You will have a life that is not the kind of life God wants for you. But the more you believe and stay conscious of this fact that you can see from the book of Proverbs 4.18, the more you stay conscious of this God-revealed truth, the more you believe in this God-revealed truth, the more it will work for you and the more it will begin to become your physical reality. You will begin to provoke divinity into your humanity by believing that my path is as the path of the just and it shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. My path is as the shining light that must shine brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. You are the just. You are righteous. When the Bible talks about just or the righteous or um, the upright man, it is you the Lord is talking about. It is you the scriptures is talking about. You are the just. You are righteous. Your righteousness then is not because of what you did. It, it, no, 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 no. That, that's canal. That's not because of what you did. Your righteousness is a nature that you inherited at the new birth. Your righteousness is a nature that you inherited at the new birth. Can you listen to me, Sister Abigail? Did you hear what I said? I said, your righteousness is a nature that you inherited at the new birth. So, this righteousness we are talking about is a gift from God. It's a gift from heaven. And you accept it the day you accept to make Jesus the Lord of your life and your Savior. Jesus made you righteous. So, if you are born again, you are righteous. If you are born again, you are righteous. So, when the Bible talks about the righteous, the just, the good man, the upright, you are the one he is talking about. You are the one with the nature of Christ. Hallelujah. Your path is as the shining light. You walk along in the ever-brightening light of God's favor. Make this confession now. Declare with me. Say, I walk along in the ever-brightening light of God's favor. My path shines brighter and brighter forever. Say it again. I walk along in the ever-brightening light of God's favor. 
my path shines brighter and brighter forever. See, if you believe this and you declare this always, you will never be afraid of the future. Some people are scared of what the tomorrow of what the future holds for them. They are scared of what tomorrow holds for them. <clears throat> because of their fear, they have been locked up as slaves of the future. They are scared. They don't know what to do. They don't know what tomorrow holds for them. So they are locked up in the present that might not be God's will for them because they don't know what they will do that will take them away um, from the kind of future that they are thinking for themselves. But when you declare this and you are confident or believe in this scriptural truth, you will never be afraid of the future. And now, this has nothing to do with your academic qualification or your career progress or your networks. No, it has nothing to do with that. This has everything to do and depends entirely on the one who will qualify you. It depends entirely on God's favor. God is the one who will qualify you. He is the one who will place you in the right networks. So, God is the one who will qualify you. He is the one who will place you in the right networks. He is the one who will put you in the right career circle or bless you with the right career. The message translation of Proverbs 4.18 says that the ways of the right living people glow with light. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. The longer you live, the brighter you shine. It didn't say that the longer you live, the less brighter you shine. No, it says the longer you live, the brighter you shine. So it means you are supposed to shine brighter in at age 80 than you are shining when you were age 4. You are supposed to shine brighter at age 100 than you are shining when you are age 30. The longer you live, the brighter you shine. As a believer who lives rightly according to the principles of the scripture, the longer you live, the brighter you will shine. No man can stop your shining. No devil can stop your shining. No reality, no cause from the pit of hell can stop your shining. The longer you live, the brighter you become. The longer you live, the brighter you become. The brighter you shine. In Luke 2.52, Luke 2.52, what did the Bible tell us there? The Bible tells us that as Jesus grew, what happened to him? He increased in stature and in wisdom. He increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. In favor with God and man. The ever-brightening life. In favor with God and man. Ever brightening, ever brightening. Turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, from verse 14. I'll read into it into 16. Matthew 5, 
14 to 16. The Bible says that, ye are, and this is Jesus speaking, and he said, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. It gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before all men that men may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Verse 14 says, You are the light of the world, and a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Your light is supposed to shine brighter and brighter. You are representing God everywhere you find yourself. You are the light of the world and you are a city that is set on a hill and you can never be hidden. So you will not say because I am older now, I, I, am, I am no longer as, as, as effective or as successful as I used to be when I was younger. No, that is not God's will for you. You are supposed to be a city. You are supposed to live longer and shine brighter. 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 3 to 4. Please go there with me. 2 Samuel 23, verse 3 to 4. This is another word from the scriptures to the just. Verse 3 says, The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake unto me, He that ruleth over men, must be just stop whoever is going to rule over men whoever i'm going to put in charge of these situations whoever i'm going to make to be my king to be my son to be my messenger to be my servant to be my partner in the kingdom whoever is going to work with me must be just ruling in the fear of god serving in the fear of god leading in the fear of god now what will happen and that person shall be as the light of the morning. This connects with Proverbs 4.18. That just person shall be as the light of the morning. When the sun riseth, a, even a morning without, cloud, a, a without clouds, as the tender grass springing out of the earth, by clear shining after the rain so you are shining even no matter what happens you are shining even even though you are surrounded by things that are wanting to choke you you are you are a tender grass that is springing out of the earth you are a morning that 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 that, 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 that sh- you are a sun that rises and a morning without clouds you are shining clearly after the rain you are shining clearly no matter the challenge. You are shining clearly after the hurdles. You are a just and you live according to the dictates of the word of God. According to the dictates of the word of God. Finally, um, to buttress this point, let's look at Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. <laughs> this is very powerful. Isaiah 9. Verse 7. What does the Bible say in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7? It said, Of the increase of his government, whose government? The government of Jesus. On the of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice, from henceforth, even forever. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. But take it back to 7 8. It says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. 
your increase and your own brightening is connected to the increase of his government. And the Bible has told us rightly that your increase is connected to the increase of the, of, of, of the government of the kingdom, and that is the government of Jesus, like we have seen in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. Your increase is connected to his government, and the Bible has told us rightly here that, that and there shall be no end to it. So, if there can be no end to the increase of his government and peace, why should there be an end to your brightening, to your shining? Your increase is connected to the increase of his government. And the Bible tells us rightly in Isaiah 9, 7, that there shall be no end to it. And this is why we must be very careful. This is why we must avoid cruise control. Many believers are guilty of cruise control. Many don't even believe that they can get to a particular height in life. And when they get to a, a height in life that they never imagined, they begin to put their life on cruise control. They put the whole of their life on cruise control. Your increase is not an accident. Please remember that. Your increase in life is not an accident. It is responsibility and association. The more God blesses you, the more he puts you to be responsible for others and to associate with others in order to expand and enlarge his kingdom. God is blessing you so that you can be responsible for more, you can reach out to more for his kingdom, and you can be a blessing to many. You must avoid cruise control. Don't be like the people who put their lives on cruise control. You must avoid cruise control. Don't be reluctant or relaxed in a particular comfort in life. Don't be reluctant. Eh? You, you, you never imagine that you can, you can become what, what you are now. And God even made it more than you asked or think because that is how he works. According to Ephesians 3.20, God will eventually do more than you ask or think. So that's exactly what you were doing. So God did more than you asked or think. And then you think that you have seen it all. And then you begin to live on, put your life on cruise control. Live life as though you have seen life and you, you have gotten to the highest mountains of life or you have gotten to the apex of life and then you begin to put your life in a particular comfort zone and you stay there and die there. No! No! Avoid cruise control. Don't be relaxed. Don't be reluctant in a particular comfort zone in life. Don't put your life in that place and, and stay there. Don't be like the rich fool that the Bible spoke about in Luke chapter 12, verse 13 to 21. Let's go there. Luke chapter 12, verse 13 to 21. Many Christians find themselves in this situation. Many Christians put their lives in this situation. They become, when, when they make small progress in life, they, 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 they become the rich fool. They, they, they live like the rich fool. What did the rich fool do? Luke chapter 12. Talk with me to Luke chapter 12, verse 13. The Bible says, And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he should divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you and your brother? It's none of my business. That's basically what Jesus was saying. And then he said unto them, Please take heed and beware of covetousness. 
perhaps because of the brother of the boy who has taken over everything and is not wanting to give his brother something. And he said, please beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisted not in the abundance of things which he possesses. So anybody who is putting his life on cruise control is the kind of person that has feel that, ah, I've got a little And then he feels that his life is based on these things that he possesses. As you continue to shine brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter onto the perfect day, do not put your life on Christ's control. Do not ever believe that your life consisted in the abundance of the things which you own or which you have. Your life consists in the word of God. Your life is based on the abundance of the realities that are in the scriptures and in the word of God. That is all the things that should move you, not in what you have physically. But this rich fool believed that his life consisted in the abundance of the things which he possesses. And in verse 16, the Bible says, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully, and he found, and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Oh my God, I am a big man now. What shall I do? Because I have no room to bestow my good fruits, you know. I am now a big man. And then he said unto him, he said unto himself, This I will do. Oh, okay, I know what to do now. This is what I will do. I will pull down my bands and build a greater band. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast laid, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. That's what he said. He's just now beginning to put his life on cruise control. But forgetting that God is blessing you and your blessing, your connection, your I mean your blessing, your increase is connected to the increase of his kingdom and his government. And the Bible tells us in Isaiah 9, 7 that to the increase of the increase of his government, there shall be what? There shall be no end. But this man has put his life on Christ's control. And then he says something here. Oh, that my soul eats, drink, and be merry. But what did the Bible say? What did the Bible say in verse 20? But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night your soul, that soul you so cherish, shall be required of you. Then whose shall all these things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. It is true that your path should be ever brightening. But the purpose for this ever brightening, the purpose for this increase is for the increase of his kingdom and the increase of his government. God is blessing you so that you can be a blessing to the kingdom. You can be a blessing to others around you. This is very important. It is not, easy. It is not a blessing for you to just stay and then feel that okay now i never even believed or imagined in my life that i can make up to 20 million naira. now i have made 20 million naira or 20 million dollars wow i will just stay here and die god has given me everything and then this is where i will do and then you just live as though there was there, there is no tomorrow or you live as though you've seen it all and you've made it all no this is in contrast to the kingdom life you must never live like that instead you must put up life like somebody that I respected so much or that I respect so much in the scriptures. 
The man Jabez. Turn with me to the book of First Chronicles chapter 4. And I'll read from verse 9. The Bible says that, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And this is the end of the story, not the beginning. So the way it is arranged here, it is the end. The end story was that Jabez became more honorable than his brethren. But then the beginning of the story starts from here. And his mother, when she gave birth to him, called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And this man, Jabez, was not having life the way he wanted it. And this is the difference between many people. Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, Father. That you would bless me indeed and enlarge my coast. And that your hand might be with me. And that you will keep me from evil so that evil will never grieve me. And the Bible says that, and God granted him that which he requested. Stop. Jabez prayed. God must have been blessing him before he made this prayer. But he was not comfortable with the level of life. He was not comfortable with that height. And this is the difference between many people. Some people might even be having it worse than Jabez had it when he made this prayer. Some people might even be living lower, way lower than Jabez was living when he made this prayer. So, some people think that, ah, Jabez, he must have been a very poor person. He must have been very reckless, very useless. I mean, God forbid, I cannot even pray the kind of prayer that Jabez prayed. Man, this is the one of the best prayers in the scriptures. The prayer of Jabez is one of the best prayers in the scriptures. I prayed this prayer for more on myself, on my life, for more than two years. Every day. I prayed and even in my Bible here, I struck his name Jabez and I put my name Chidifo. And I said, and Chidifo called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my course. And that your hand might be with me. And that you will keep me from evil so that evil will never grieve me. And the Bible says that, and God granted him that which he requested. Why did he say, bless me indeed? God had been blessing him, but bless me indeed. I mean, bless me in a larger proportion. Bless me, enlarge my coast. Enlarge my coast. Bless me indeed. So, bless me indeed. This is what Jabez prayed. But you might not understand this if you don't look at it from the Amplified Version. The Amplified Version says... Jabez cried to the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border. I, I cannot be living like this. I need to reach out more. I need to expand my borders. I, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory, enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from evil so that it might not hurt me. And him that which he requested, and God granted Jabez that which he requested. He became powerful, and that was the end of the story. The end of the story was in verse 9. And Jabez was more honorable than all his brethren. And if you read from the book of um, I think the same first chronicles chapter 2, verse 55, you will see that there, there was a land of Jabez. God blessed him. So 
Jabez, his name meant pain because of the pain that surrounded his breath or something. But he was not comfortable with the situations of life. That he, what, what, what have you been facing? Have you, have you relaxed? Are you relaxed? Are you not so comfortable in what you are going through? Some Christians are so comfortable that they have chains around their neck. Chains that is killing them and is strangling them. But they are too comfortable that they have made that chain to become a, a necklace. They've turned their chains to jewelries. And that is not God's will for his children. Jabez prayed and God transformed his situation from curse at birth from the mouth of his mother to blessing. So it doesn't matter who has cursed you. It doesn't matter who has pronounced rubbish and negative words on your life. You can pray the prayer of Jabez. You can pray your own prayer and become and turn that curse into a blessing. Into blessings. So Jabez's God, which is a God of Israel, which is a God of Abraham, which is a God of Isaac, which is a God of Jacob, which is a God that we serve, has an awesome power to change your destiny and destination from a curse to a blessing. So, what is it that you are facing? Pray, and God will enlarge your course. And lead you in the right path. You are not supposed to be comfortable with a particular situation. You continue to pray and say, Lord, enlarge my coast. Continuously enlarge my coast. So, Jabez prayed and then God answered him. And the Bible tells us in verse 9, and Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. He became more honorable. He became way, way more honorable. God has so much for you ahead. He has so much for you. So don't just relax in the particular situation or in the particular height you think you have reached in life. There is always more with God. With God, there is always much more ahead. Keep shining. You are supposed to keep shining. Keep enlarging. You are supposed to keep enlarging your coast. You are supposed to keep contributing to the increase of his government. The increase of his government. And the Bible tells us that of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. So, the kingdom of God and the government of heaven is supposed to continuously increase. So, your own life and destiny is supposed to continuously increase because you are connected to the increase of his government. The path of the just. Your path is as the shining light that shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. You shine brighter. You shine brighter. Don't let anybody tell you less. Don't let anybody tell you less. You are supposed to shine brighter onto the perfect day. This is what God has done for you. And this is what the kingdom of heaven has done for you. This is your inheritance. This is the promise that is available to all children of God. This is a promise for the just. 
those who are righteous, who are born again and have the nature of Christ. The path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. This is your guarantee to an ever-increasing life. The ever-brightening path that God has promised you is your ticket to an ever-increasing life. So as a believer, you are very sure, you are very confident that your life will continuously increase, that you would enjoy an ever-increasing life as long as you are on earth and as long as you follow the dictates and the readings of the Spirit. This is God's will for His children on earth, that you may increase more and more unto His perfect day. This is a promise for the just, those who are righteous, who are born again and have the nature of Christ. If you are not born again, here is an opportunity for you to say this prayer after me. If you like to be born again, because this will not work for you, your path might not become brighter and brighter unto the perfect day if you are not born again. It did not say the path of anybody or the path of a man. No, it says the path of a just, the path of the righteous one. And the righteous person is the one who is born again and who has the nature of Christ. So if you are not born again, I am giving you an opportunity now to be born again. Here is your opportunity to say this prayer after me and become born again and become a righteous man who should enjoy an ever-brightening path. Say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I submit and surrender my life to you today. Come into my heart and make the best out of me. I believe that you died on the cross of Calvary. I believe that on the third day, you arose from the dead with all power and authority. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me into your beloved, into the beloved. Amen. If you have said this prayer, please look for a Bible-believing church around you and begin to experience the ever-brightening life, the ever-brightening path. Remember, your path is the path of the just that must shine and should shine brighter and brighter until the perfect day. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you are blessed. We upload new messages every week to keep you inspired and strengthened in faith. Call us today on 0909-632-5899. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our channel. God bless you.